Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. The NFL after two full weeks. College football after three and a half full weeks. And here we go. We're talking a lot of college and pro football. Also, Major League Baseball, two weeks to go in the regular season. Oh, yeah. That Astros-Rangers-Mariners race is as tight as ever. Astros are up a game and a half on each of those two teams. They coughed one up last night down at Maid Park in Houston. The Orioles, um, Cedric Mullins hit a three-run homer in the ninth inning. Ryan Presley gave it up, and the Astros uh, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory and uh, weren't able to gain another game on the Rangers, who lost to Boston. Mariners did beat the A's last night, so we'll follow that pennant race. Um... Also talking football. Also on the way to the timeout, we're talking about Deion Sanders. Can I play this for you, Rod? Todd, you have that. uh, So in addition to almost 10 million people tuning in at midnight, think about that on the East Coast. That that game ended at 2.30 in the morning. It was like 1 or 2 in the morning. It's crazy. We were at Applebee's in Greenville, Texas, where it was popping (laughs) at Applebee's watching that game. Everybody, and the bar was packed. The restaurant was packed. Everybody's watching this game. watching Deion, man. Watching Deion. He is uh, an attraction to say the least. Well, listen to this. He was on 60 Minutes then on Sunday night after the NFL action. And here was the, the guy asking him the question of, uh, you know, how good is he? But I tell you this. I love and I adore. Actually, that's the I second respect. one. Let's play the first one first, and then we'll play that one. Because this is the guy asking. Because Deion Sanders has been a college football coach for what? A couple of years now? Three years? Uh, yeah, because, yes, he's at, well, this is his Very successful third, at Jackson year. State. He did yeah. coach high school football. Yes. With his prime academy. Yep. Up in the Metroplex, then off to Jackson State, and now here in three games with Colorado. And here's the question from the 60 Minutes uh, interviewer: Who's the best coach in college football today? Let me see. Let me see a mirror so I can look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Kill that. You think I'm going to sit up here and tell you somebody else? You you think you think that's the way I operate? That somebody else got that on me? You, <laughs> you think I've been you think I've hit spit out another name? Got that on me. Well, here's the other one because then he did great. double back because you know it's a fair yeah, question course. to say. Well, he Nick, talks about Nick, Nick Saban. Yeah, of course. Here was then he said he does uh, Nick Saban. But I tell you this, I love and I adore and I respect and every time I do a commercial with Coach Saban, it's a gift. Just sitting in his presence and hearing him and and throwing something else out there so I could hear his viewpoint on it because he's forgotten more things than I may ever accomplish. So I'm a student looking up to this wonderful teacher saying, just just, just throw me a crumb of what you know. Well, and, there you go. And, and, I like and, and like in football with Deion Sanders, who, you know, he was an elite player uh, and he's a winner. But he also, Rod, we see this in a lot of industries where someone – comes from the outside and doesn't do it like everybody else does. Yeah, he's, a, he's an alien. Yeah. He's an outsider. Yeah, he and he and he he doesn't have all the like maybe we talk about Dave Aranda and his struggling Baylor program. He's mm-hmm. been there what, 3 years now. He still doesn't attack the portal. Nope. He's got a quarterback in Sawyer Robertson who's 
awful. Mm. And, you know, well, if you're a Baylor fan, you're like, well, how does Dion have a better team than we have? Like, and, and he did it in one offseason, and they're better coached. Like, they don't commit penalties. They, they you know, they got, and they, that's, and again, I like Dave Aranda. I'm not trying to, but I think no, it's, I it's fair it. for fan bases yeah. to say, wait a second. What, why is this guy able to think outside the box and do these these things um, where, where our coach is still living in the past. And I think Clemson fans are looking at Dabo Swinney a little bit that way because there's a way you used to do things, and you might have been successful with that, but as, as your industry evolves, Rod, you better be. You have to. I mean, we, we've known in radio, right? We've known in radio for a long time that changes were coming, and now you've got to be a, have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You've got to be digital. Uh, you've got to be you know on social media. You can't not. I mean, you cannot like it, but at the same time, <laughs> you've got to be on it. Yep, you have to evolve with the times. And think you know, I like this camera in my face all day. <laughs> it's gonna be there. They get used to it. And one thing I, I don't think we talk enough about with with Dion. Usually, when you make a move like that, you know, uh, we've seen Lincoln Riley do it, but he didn't do it to the extreme that Dion did. Uh, but he brought a quarterback with him. Dion brought a quarterback with him. We're talking son's about damn son. good. Yeah, exactly. He brought a quarterback with him. That was a big. That was the main piece that Lincoln Riley brought with him, and then he brought some other ones. But then, you know, as you bring that quarterback, you know, that's that's fifty percent of the job. You can everything else you can just fill in. You you got yourself a quarterback. Then you know you got you got at least a foundational piece to build with. Shadir Sanders seventy three and eight as a starting quarterback since high school. He's he's a player. He's, he's player. eleven and two at Jackson State. He's a player. He can ball out. That was a big part of it, too. Yes, he got all the transfers and everything, too. But it happened. It's just, just so happened the quarterback happened to be his son, but he did get that piece. All right. He got the most well, crucial I mean, piece was the quarterback. And look, Texas fans understand that more than anyone, right? Yes. They're they're wandering through the through the wilderness with no quarterback for quarterback a decade hell. plus. Yeah. Um and look, look at Alabama. You know Alabama? There you go. Still has the highest percentage on their roster of four and five star players. Exactly. Of any team in college football. Come on, that's the blue. Yet they don't have a quarterback. They ain't got a quarterback. And they stink. Well, they stink. They're not where they were. Now, I mean, for Bama standards, they stink. For Bama standards, they're not very good (laughs) in in comparison because the quarterback. And, uh, you know, that's, you're right about Shadur Sanders. They don't win that game against Colorado State without him. He was unbelievable. He's special. I mentioned after the Colorado game with Nebraska, the. The differential between the quarterback play in that game was mm-hmm. more than maybe I've ever seen. Shador Sanders versus Jeff Sims of Nebraska. I mean, it no was doubt. ridiculous how much better he is. And, yeah, right about Caleb Williams, right? Lincoln Riley knew that. If I'm taking USC, Caleb, you're coming with me. If I'm going to have a fast start, i got to get this guy to come with me. Yeah. And he did. That's, that was, that's, that's half the battle. Find the net QB. Well, and as we said, we previewed it through the summer. Why is why did the Pac-12 have eight teams ranked right now? Because they have really they good quarterbacks. Amen. Exactly. Right. Uh, and and Longhorn fans have even said it. Texas is gonna go as far as Quinn goes. Because they, they know too. They know like, yeah, this defense is really good. But if we're gonna be a championship caliber team and compete for a college football playoff, they know. Well, gotta get. I got it. Quinn Hughes has got to be playing at a really high level. The only reason you beat Bama is because Quinn. Outplaying Jalen Yeah, I mean, that's that's the reality of the quarterback position in football. That's why it's so important. It is. This says, uh, don't forget, Dion brought Louis V with him, too. He brought that Louis luggage. Yeah, baby. That Louis luggage. And he told everybody to beat it. <laughs> he told those guys. Uh, he, I mean, he was realistic. We, we talk about Sarks treating these young guys like professionals. I mean, we didn't like it, but Dion was bringing a very professional uh, mindset. To that game, like, hey, man, you ain't producing, then you can't be on my roster. And look, this Texas guy, he's won three games. Look, you're right. And he may only win six or six games this year. Yeah, won, I mean, he's won be, the year before, though. He's a 21-point underdog. He's already won. 
He's already won because he's put he's made Colorado relevant. Must see TV when mm-hmm. they were a one win team a year ago. They weren't even relevant in Denver last year in the last <laughs> several. They don't even cared. They were all Nuggets and Broncos and you know whatever. But now he's you know they can't get a ticket to the stadium. They want it's the highest price ticket in college football right now. <laughs> My brother had it's to more sneak expensive in. than Ohio State tickets. Your brother Texas goes football to Colorado. Tickets. Yeah, and he snuck in on Saturday. He get That's in. Right. He got in. Uh, he got way, that, in. That, Stand, that, standing room only? That, that sunglass <laughs> dispute that he had with uh, our guy Jay Norvell, the uh, the blenders company that he did the prime line with, made $4.5 million last week yeah. in profit. Hey, my conspiracy theory <laughs> is making a lot more sense now. It is. Him that and Norvell Jay, was in on it? I think all the coaches are in on it. I think Dion's hitting him up before Dan the Dan Lanning's not saying anything. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. They already got something out there for him, but we'll see if Dan Lanning gives him a little bit of red meat because maybe Dan doesn't need it anymore. He probably's like, man, I'm good now. I don't need it. I don't need the promotion. But that, that Jay Norvell, the timing of the Jay Norvell thing and then the, spe- the specificity. Of the comment about the sunglasses and then the sunglasses, like the promotion and the marketing campaign. It just seemed like it was all too aligned, too symmetrical, just seemed like the co- too the much way, coincidence. You know who ordered them? Ty. Ty bought them. Exactly. He, he fell for the great marketing campaign. Well, it, it, it's it, brilliant and, and I don't know if it was Dion or the, you know, it's very possible that the sunglass company called Jay Norvell and said, look, this is about to launch this prime line. Get in on this deal. We'll cut you in on the deal. Something along those lines. I didn't. Maybe it wasn't I think Dion. I think it's Dion. I think it's Dion. I think Dion makes sense because coaches, coach will pick up that call. They'll pick up that call. This ain't. I don't think this is going through marketing and promotions departments. I think this is going Dion to coach. Going, hey man, let's have the highest rate. Let's have the most watched college football game of the weekend. I can make it happen. I need you to help me out a little bit. Just a little bit. Just give me a comment. Say one thing. I'll take. I'll. I'll do all the rest of the work. Matt Rule. I need you to go stand on the uh, midfield. You ain't got to do nothing else. Just stand there, yeah. and I'll take care of the rest. And me and my son will take care of the rest. Oh, then his son gets upset. Oh, he's disrespecting us at midfield. Was he? Matt Rule said he was praying. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> was he praying or not? He said he asked Shadur Sanders to come pray with him. Shadur Sanders said, "Hey, man, you disrespecting my daddy. What? What's going on? What happened?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, no, I mean, all we know is you... we're riveted and we're watching. Well, and you are a, a wrestling fan more than I am, but yeah. I, I grew up watching. I understand it, right? You have to create the drama, yeah, uh, with with you know the the heels and the you know storylines, storylines, and it's very wrestling like. And guess who was there last week? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Come on now. Come, I mean, it's very wrestling like. It is. It, it's it's daytime soap opera like. Yeah. He brought his mama out after Jay Norville's comments about his mama. He Dion brought his mama out for the pregame. That's, that's WWE to get a to do a like she was. She was talking trash. Well, I'll, I'll send Ty the sound. He brought his mama out to say, "Yeah, what my mama got to say." Like, what is happening? What is going on? But I'm, but I love it. I am cap. It is captivated nation. And we saw this happen. Like I said, with the women's national title game in college basketball, did the same thing. Women started talking trash. Tony Yayo, you can't see me. John Cena stuff. And boom, like you talk about E, kind the wrestling uh, mentality. We all, even the White House was commenting on the women's college basketball national title game. When the hell has that ever happened? And Angel, Re- Angel Reese was talking trash about Jill Biden. Yes! She's talking <laughs> trash back to the first lady. Like, hey, you know what? You need to mind your business. Like, what is going on? Yeah. What? Where are we in society today, but I love it. I'm here for the petty, baby. I'm here for the petty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, and now you've got Texas going in, up against the Big 12, which there's going to be a lot of uh, that kind of conversation, right? And Sark's got to embrace the hate. There'll be p- people tuning in uh, to see. Yeah. Which, Brett Yormark t- cracking jokes. Yeah, Brett Yormark <laughs> doing his thing. That Texas Tech game now must see, even though Tech's one and two to start their season. A, a uh, 
Joey Man. McGuire, don't don't write checks you can't cash, you know, with a one and two football team. Yeah, that's true. Let let Brett Yarmark do that for you. Let Brett Yarmark do the uh, trash talking for you. <laughs> can I give you another piece of breaking news before we get to Rod's rant and talk some other football? Yes, sir. How about this? According to uh, this report, according to Axios, you have your breaking news sounder, Rod, and speaking oh, like of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, the Rock. The XFL and the USFL are in advanced talks to merge. That's the deal smart. would be completed before the 2024 season, creating one alternative football league to the NFL. As a reminder, each league averaged about 600,000 viewers in 2023, and the XFL lost $60 million. Wow. No, that's smart because the XFL is losing. First of all, any league that is they they're, not, be they're not competing with the NFL that is operating uh, alongside and, and, you know, in the same industry, in the same market as the NFL, which is pro football, they're going to lose tons of money until they get an actual partnership with the NFL of some kind. And that's what I think The Rock is hoping to do. He already has a – they have a partnership about um, – it's about a experiment. It's an experimental rules uh, and rules and equipment partnership with the NFL. Basically, NFL will take different rules they're thinking about or different uh, equipment, safety equipment, or different technological uh, advances that they want to experiment with in the game, um, say like camera angles, stuff like that. They will experiment with it. Within the within well, the XFL first. Well, and that's and, just smart. No, those two didn't need to be separate. Yeah. You were like, well, what is it? Is USFL is this XFL? You, you, they were, you were they were confusing the audience, right? Consumers didn't know which league was which and when one started, when one ended. And you also combine the players, right? You put now you'll have a better product because you won't be splitting the players as well. Yes, and it should be better. Uh, I like that that's happening. And, and look, look at springtime football. Uh, people will check it out. Uh, the attendance wasn't terrible. Uh, this is a smart way to go with the Rock, and maybe you can just get Dion to come coach the team. Right, come and get Dion because he'll bring the eyeballs. Yeah, they. I mean, they got they get they get uh, guys who used to be NFL coach. I mean, Bob Stoops coached yeah, in one. the XFL. Yeah, you, they, they like, get former like, coaches. But in, in your NFL. mind's eye, you think, well, did Bob Stoops win the XFL or the USFL? I can't remember. XFL, I think it's XFL. XFL. But XFL. now, if you merge them, we won't have that conflict. Uh, I will Smart say the NFL does need a, they need a a, 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 league, a developmental league. Yeah, there's too many this, good players. This will get. This could be the beginnings of a developmental league for the NFL. They need one, but basically, college football is that. But it needs to be during the NFL season. No, in my mind, mm, that would be. You're tough. asking these guys if you make it, you're playing a complete year That's of football. True. Great point. And you could have, I mean, the G League happens during the NBA season, minor league happens during baseball. But you know, they you, can't put it during football because you're not going to get the eyeballs. You yeah. can't. Well, it, won't, you, it won't matter. You can't thrive point. and make money if you're trying to compete with the NFL and college football and everything that goes on in the fall. The reason it can work in the spring is the money that there's there's only baseball and the NBA playoffs so you're you again if you're going to make money it's going to come from TV but to Ty's you're point, not going to make money from uh, are they really trying to make money to Ty's point yeah, sure the, G, the G League I, does the G League make a lot of money no exactly and the minor leagues don't no. make a lot of money because they but, are partners of the the money making mothership right of major baseball so I'm saying if they become partners with the NFL as a developmental league what Ty is saying is they money profit won't be the primary concern development sure will be the primary well, concern. Then, then you but if, yeah. if, if the NFL is going to bankroll it yes but if you're going to try to be a standalone business you yeah. need the TV viewers and you're not going to compete for TV viewers in the fall no you need to be in the spring when you're kind of standalone and the only thing going that way it makes more sense. But I see what you're saying. I mean, if they it, want to be a development league. But right now they aren't. Right. So you've you got to survive now. Yeah, the G League <laughs> survives because the NBA yeah. funds it. Each team's got their own team. 
Uh, minor league baseball, same thing, same and they thing. just revamped yeah. it. But uh, until the NFL is ready to go there, and I don't think they are, it needs to be. Op- it can't be at the same time. The NFL's billionaires do not like loss leaders. They don't like things that take a loss. No. They don't like that. They don't. No. So that's why they're against the development. Remember league. NFL Europe? They canceled it. Yes, exactly. Like, we're not they're making like, any nah, money on this. He's losing money. We're it's out. Like, well, we're developing great talent. I don't give a damn about that. College football would do that for us. We're out. We just trying to make. Well, especially money. college football now with the with the yeah. advent of the NIL, right? Because well, yeah. players can make money. It's, Some players will make more money playing, like staying in college. Caleb Williams at USC has already said, if the wrong team gets the first pick, I might stay for another year. I'm doing fine in California. Yeah, but they, I mean, if they ended up being partners, it could turn into like a, a G League Ignite situation. Sure. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get I'm drafted not, by I'm that a, team, so I'm, I'm going to go play yeah, right professionally, That's quote fair. unquote, for a year, and then maybe. But the try NFL my would next have to want to buy into it, right? They'd yeah, no, to, and definitely. right now they don't. The, I would say the Rock has had more success than other semi-professional uh, league owners at convincing the NFL to at least be open to the conversation. He has cuz he already has a partnership with the NFL. It's about experimental technology and 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 methods and officiating and rules, but still as a partnership nonetheless. Well, this was a first big step to merge these two leagues because yeah. they, they couldn't both survive no. and they really they were they were hurting each other by being separate. In fact, this each is other. happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, now they can Combine forces, it'll be a better level of talent, and uh, you can Tech. have one league. I don't know what it's going to be called, but we'll see. Texas brings up a good point, though. NFL better act before the PIF. Oh, the, the Saudis. PIF jump in here. Uh, what'd you say? We'll buy that damn. How much you want? A billion? Ah, you got it. Nothing. The Saudis have shown the inclination to get involved in global <laughs> sports. Right right now, football is an American sport. It is an American sport. They get yes. in the global games. Yes. Uh, soccer, golf, baseball. I think they're, what, look at what they're getting the cricket. Cricket. I can see them getting in basketball. Yeah, potentially. NASCAR, that's a global yeah. game. Yep. They're that's in Formula game. One. They love Formula One. Yeah. Because it's a global sport. Yeah. Hey, uh, we'll get to Rod's rant coming up after the timeout. Also tell you, how about this, Rod? The uh, theathletic.com has out their week after two-week power rankings with the Dallas Cowboys at number one. The Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, you think about how impressive they've looked compared to every other team in the NFL in the first two weeks. And you can't say a team looks better than the Dallas Cowboys through two weeks. You can't say that. No, you can't. <laughs> well, and, and the thing that puts it over the top for me this week for the Cowboys is, you know, remove the defense. We know they're great. And as I said, if you take out the Garrett Wilson 70-yard touchdown, the the one fluke play they've given up this year on defense, they've thrown a wet blanket over the Giants and the Jets. Those two teams, if you take out the Wilson touchdown, Rod, have gained a total of 380 yards combined just in two games. Unbelievable. Um, just ridiculous. Yep. Well, you know, the other, but the, if I remove the defense, which we know is elite and we knew was going to be, the Cowboys put up almost 400 yards of offense and 30 points against the Jets, who were a top five defense. They yes, controlled they the ball for 40 minutes, mm-hmm. 42 minutes. Um, you know, Dak Prescott hit 13 for his first 13 in that game, and yes, they settled for five field goals, but that's an elite defensive front. That's a great coverage too. So that's the the encouraging thing. And I know people are still looking at Dak and wondering. I am too. But to put up 400 yards on that defense, who you just saw force Josh Allen into mistake after mistake on Monday Night Football, tells you that you know Dak is in the in the mindset with Mike McCarthy of taking care of the ball, moving the chains, keeping the defense fresh, you know, being a you know letting the 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 you know the 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 foundation of your team be that defense, mm-hmm. and you just don't put them in bad spots. You don't give the ball away. We're going to be fine. They've shown that through two weeks. It'll get tougher. We know they'll beat the Cardinals this week, and then they'll get New England. Uh, which they'll be 4-0, oh, 
coming out of week. Then they go to San Francisco in early October, that'll and be that'll be a barometer the ultimate game. test. But really, Cowboys the only I see their tests as those two Philadelphia Eagles games. That game against San Fran, Miami. obviously, they play Miami later. They play Buffalo later too. Those are pretty much gonna be, and I think there may be one more down there that I'm missing on their schedule. Well, those Cowboys but games. Those are the big five games where the Cowboys will be tested. Their defense, honestly, it is it is a defense that is going to annihilate and eviscerate almost any other opponent in quarterback situation. But those five games that I mentioned, Philadelphia Eagles twice, 49ers, as you mentioned, uh, then the Dolphins at one point later on, and the Buffalo Bills, they have enough firepower to potentially expose any weaknesses, if there are any, on that Cowboys defense. Well, I don't, I, honestly, I don't think any other, any other teams I expect to have the offensive firepower to be able to expose them. And a lot of that is quarterbacks that can move around. Yeah, and I'll right? say this. You're right about that. Those five games are, are the barometer games, and they can win all of them. They can. But it doesn't matter until they get to January. <laughs> For the Cowboys now, it's about January. And we know they're going to be there, but that becomes the challenge. So to be number one in the power rankings week two doesn't mean a lot. But they are they do look like a team that can make a run. But can they perform in the biggest moments come January? Because that's who you're playing. And, and as you said, those games with Philly, Miami, and Buffalo, those are must-see. The San Francisco game. Oh, yeah. Because you have elite talent and elite coaching going head-to-head. Mm-hmm. How does Dan Quinn try to deal with that San Francisco offense and that juggernaut of Christian McCaffrey yeah. and Debo Ooh. and Ayuk. Mike McDaniel versus Dan Quinn? That's yeah. going to be Mike fun. Mike McDaniel and the – yeah. That's going to be fun. That's that's crazy. Can I give you – how about this? The Dolphins, according to Pro Football Focused, ranked by position. Two is ranked as the number one quarterback. Amen. Tyree kills the number two wide receiver. How about this? Former Longhorn Connor Williams is ranked as the t- number three center in football by Pro Football Focus after two weeks. Um, Jalen Waddle's number 13 at receiver. Their right guard is number nine. And you're right, Mike, Mike Mike McDaniel against Dan Quinn head to head. That's not till December. We'll get the San Francisco game in early October. That's that's that, that's your that, that's like a, mm. a, that's a football porn for you, Rod. It really. I mean, you, you're a football you, theorist. You might be talking about the best offense versus the best defense by that time. Even yeah. by like down in December, we still gonna be talking about the Cowboys number one off number one defense in the NFL versus the number one offense in the NFL. Because man, that Miami offense, if on wood, Tua stays healthy. And I told you, he's better than Josh Allen when he's healthy. I know people will have a hard time believing that. And he's like, really? Are you crazy? No. When he's healthy, he's better than Josh Allen in that system. Because that system is perfectly. His accuracy's off the charts. Yes, it's perfectly compatible with his skill set. Lots of RPOs. And his, you're right, his accuracy. I heard Brian Dable say, I had a statement about his accuracy. I'll make sure I read the quote right. It was a great statement. And I think I've heard NFL coaches throw it out there before. But basically, he said, all quarterbacks. Uh, can hit a house at a very far distance. Some even some really good ones. Here it is. All quarterbacks can drop back seven steps and hit a house with the ball. Some of them can even hit the door. A few can even hit the door knob. Tua can hit the keyhole. It's Brian Dable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On tour, he's really good. Yeah, man. like that's how accurate. You know, he, is. he reminds me of when <laughs> I watch him. Hole, he, without the legs, he reminds me because he's left-handed. But he's all like Steve Young was. Steve Ooh. Young when he when we were playing for Bill Walsh. I mean, and then George Seifert, extremely accurate. 
and just puts the ball where it needs to be, and, and you get these receivers on the run. We'll come back. When we do, we'll have a Rod's rant of this uh, 9 o'clock hour. Also, before the end of the hour, a fun round of Who Said That? And play Who some fun that? audio there. We roll on. It's five hours a day, five days a week. Austin's only local morning sports conversation here on the Horn. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. That's right. It took them up. We'll have a round of who said that before the top of the hour. So Rod's got a rant here coming up. More of a uh, deep dive thought. Says, did I hear correctly? Cowgirls are number one in the power rankings into week three. Yes, that's true. That's the athletic. Every all the websites have their own power ranking and mm-hmm. opinion, but it's 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 uh, it's hard to say someone's played better than the Cowboys through two weeks, right? That's yeah. the. I think Miami could get some love because you said Rod because they've gone on the road and beaten the Chargers in L.A. Mm-hmm. and the Patriots in New England. That's a great way to start. The 49ers went on the road and beat Pittsburgh and then turned Oof. around and went to L.A. and beat the Rams. So, you know, to have to be 2-0 and with two road wins is always impressive. Philadelphia is 2-0. and Yep. Um, you know, those are your teams, and, you know, put them in a hat. I mean, I would also put the Chiefs even at 1-1 one and because they played week one. Without Chris with, Jones, without Kelsey. And with Kadarius Tony oh, point shaving. Double agent. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yes. I mean, I think anybody that watched that game would tell you if, if Kadarius Tony doesn't make one of those five gaffes, they win the game. Uh, so they'd be 2-0 and as well. And I watched that game with Jacksonville this week and was extremely impressed with their, their total team. Patrick Mahomes found a way. I mean, now, look, they were sloppy as hell in the first half with turnovers. Jacksonville's defense played well. They did. The offense didn't do its job. Well, that's that's interesting, Rod, because, and I want to get into your rant, The watching these teams, they're very similar, and it's a copycat league. But, the, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs don't even really try to run the ball. Their running game is their short passing game. Yes, and and as you documented in your rants and behind the the curtain, that teams are taking away the deep ball. Now, teams are. are borrowing from the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. borrowing from college football, and backing up the, their safeties and saying, "Look, go twelve or fifteen play drives without making a mistake or a tip ball or something." Oh, yeah. Kadarius Tony playing volleyball out here, and <laughs> uh, we don't think you can. Or if you do, props to you, but it, we're not giving up a big play. Nope. And so you watch these teams. Buffalo's the same way. They they won't run the they ball. They won't run it. Josh Allen's their running game. Yeah, they much. won't run. Now, last week they handed the ball to uh, James Cook quite a bit. Um, and that's what that was the thing with Jacksonville that you're like, well, run the football, Trevor. Uh, don't throw it 45 times. Run the ball. They're they're playing deep safeties. And it's funny that those top teams in the big in the AFC are are all kind of the same. They're they're limited running the ball. They have great quarterbacks. And it's like the team that's going to end up running the football is going to be better. And this is what the, the Longhorns did this past weekend with Wyoming. The Wyoming head coach, Craig Bowles, said yesterday that, hey, our goal was to not get locked up in man coverage, keep everything in front of us, and make, make them go the distance. And, you know, Sark finally realized, look, just hand the ball to Jonathan Brooks. Let's just pound this rock and get behind our run game. And he's going to have to take a note. But that's to me, that's in the AFC, we see the same thing with, with Jacksonville, Kansas City, Denver, excuse me, ball, uh, Buffalo. And it feels to me like the Miami Dolphins are the team that runs the ball the best coming from that Kyle Shanahan system where everything's based on that run game, right? Yeah, they'll still run 21 personnel. I mean, they'll run two backs out there, actually, yeah. uh, out of Miami, just try to isolate some matchups. And you're right. Actually, I believe at this point, Joe Burrow still hasn't completed a deep pass. because Neither's Mac Jones. 
Yeah, the, but yeah, because the blueprint is pretty simple. Uh, we'll back our safeties up, and like you said, we're going to force you to work your way down the field, 12 to 15 play drives. We'll see if you have the patience and the discipline to do it. And yeah, there's a lot of frustration, I think, from offensive coordinators and from the quarterbacks that they can't really, ha- they can't have it their way. Like it's BK. BK. Have it your <laughs> they they want to have it their way by having some of these vertical shots downfield. And right now, the defenses are, just like you pointed out with Wyoming, they're saying, no, I'm not, you're not going to get me with the haymaker shot downfield. If you want to beat me, you want to beat me. Throwing the football underneath, and we're coming up and making a tackle. And, yep, you want to do that 12 to 15 times. Unless you want to run the ball, we'll give you that numbers advantage in the box too. But we're not going to give you that knockout blow over the top. Not happening. And Texas never got it against Wyoming. Never got it. Yeah. They, had, they had to rely on the underneath pass to X-Men. And X-Men got the yak. And usually that's what Kansas City does well. But their wide receivers aren't being cooperative. <laughs> so they can get the yak yards. Yeah, so Moore. Yeah, so that's why their offense is stalling a little bit too. You, Kansas City's going to be all right. But that's why it's stalling. Because if you don't got the yak daddies, then you're in trouble with this new blueprint of playing your safety yeah, really deep. Here's a quote from Craig Bowl yesterday. He said, uh, uh, the, the game plan centered around, quote, not putting their secondary in precarious situations where they're going to be locked in one-on-ones. We were going to make them go the long, hard way. Exactly. That's what she said. Thank but, you very uh, much. <laughs> that, no, but you're right, though, right? Cause that's what Bama didn't do. Yeah. They Bama, gave up the big ones. Bama was leaving their DBs isolated. I guess they figured, oh, our DBs can handle it. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. You were wrong about that. Uh, so that's a great point. Well, and and you, you pointed out that Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, did the same oh. thing week one to Miami, played man coverage on Tyreek Hill. Yep. And Jalen Waddle and got torched he for 466. 80% man coverage against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And that was a mistake. And then what did Belichick do the next week? Back he, him played, up. he played three high. <laughs> he came out there and three and what, high. But like, that's you know where what? Miami was able to run the yeah. ball. Raheem Mostert had a big game. Exactly. Two touchdowns. Touchdowns, 127 yards rushing, and that's and that's what what did Wyoming do? Three high. What did right. Sark do? Run the ball. What did the Vikings do going up against the uh, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles? Run the ball. They played a lot of three high. Philadelphia ran the ball for what 200 and right. Well, and that feels like whatever it was right now. Cowboys, <laughs> Dolphins, 49ers, the best equipped to run the football against these looks, right? And uh, Chiefs. Jacksonville, Buffalo, still not willing to commit to it and run the football. They want to be quarterback dominant uh, in that spot. So we'll keep an eye on that as the season develops. Let's dive into Rod's rant here on the 9 o'clock hour. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butt. Okay, so Texter just said Miami looks good as well. We've been talking about Miami. Probably the best-looking offense so far this year. Real quick nugget about Miami, and it actually bodes well for them. Maybe even getting the number one seed in the AFC. Because you're Miami, you got to be thinking about that right now. Be like, you know what, man? We might get the number one seed. Might have to force Kansas City to be one of the wild Rod, cards. Rod, through two games, are averaging 462 and a half <laughs> yards per game. 7.3 yards per play. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're on offense, they're the Cowboys on defense. Before, I believe week after week one, they were averaging like 8.6 yards per play. Some freaky number. Like but how about this? Pretty good. You're going to like this, though. Uh, after uh, basically after this past weekend, the Dolphins now will only play five road games this season. Yeah, they got they had nine road games last year, so they got eight this year. So that's that got eight. They've already played two uh, and supposed to play the Chiefs in Week Nine, but that's now in Germany, right? So that's in Germany now. So I guess don't it's have to not, play at Arrowhead. Yeah, they don't have to play at Arrowhead. And, and, then, and Chiefs fans are all mad about that because they wanted the return of Tyreek Hill to be in Arrowhead. Yes. Yeah. And then and then their first two games have been on the road, so that brings them down to five road games. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? 
Yes. Five remaining road games, nine at home, one neutral site, and one bye. That's a that's a hell of a favorable schedule if you're Miami. It is. And remember, they were in the playoffs a year ago, and now they're better. Third string uh, quarterback. Hits. But again, it all comes with the caveat of keep Tua healthy. Yeah. Have hey, to. he Have learned, to. was it judo or jujitsu? Jujitsu. It was one of those MMA mixed martial arts, but they taught him how to fall better, so let's all hope it works. Uh, okay, well, if he plays the Dallas Cowboys, he's going to need to know how to fall. Every quarterback that plays the Cowboys Falls. needs to know how to fall because you're going to fall early and you will fall often uh, because that defense is just that good. I'll give you I'll give you a stat because I, I think one of the reasons the Cowboys defense is has improved tremendously, uh, even though they didn't have a lot of room for improvement. They're already a top-five defense. They got a lot better in the offseason. Remember, they don't even have Donovan Wilson yet. But you go look at Trevon Diggs and the secondary and their, their, their coverages now, their coverage units. They are actually right now one of the better coverage units in the NFL now, given they've gone against Daniel Jones, uh, playoff quarterback and Zach Wilson so the sample size is small but I found this little nugget about Trevon Diggs and how he's taking his play to the next level remember this is a guy that's only in his fourth year playing cornerback in the NFL and remember I told you guys at Alabama he didn't settle in on cornerback all right until his sophomore year and then he got benched because he wasn't playing well by Nick Saban his junior year he had an injury so he didn't make it through a full season playing cornerback then he didn't make it through a full season playing cornerback until he got to his senior year at Alabama so basically if you talk about him playing cornerback ex- exclusively and then getting through an entire season of reps this is only his fifth season doing so <laughs> his fifth season playing cornerback exclusively and then hopefully he makes it through an entire season. We don't know. But it may, it didn't make it through an entire season. Because like I said, his sophomore and junior year never made it through the entire season. Got benched one year, then had an injury the other year. His freshman year, he was a wide receiver slash returner slash safety. And Nick Saban moved him while he cried, by the way, after that move. Moved him to cornerback. And Trevon Diggs right now, through two games, he has a passer rating allowed when targeted of 1. Damn. 1.0. By the way, I'll give you another stat to put that into context. The passer rating of a quarterback who throws the ball into the dirt on every play is (laughs) 39.6. So quarterback would have a higher passer rating just throwing the ball into the dirt every play rather than targeting Trevon Diggs. That's how good Trevon Diggs has been. And by the way, he's allowed allowed, um, 26 yards receiving on eight targets in the first two games. Um, He's forced three turnovers already. And he's, he's, he's well, been, yeah, he forced the pick, the fumble return for Deron Bland in week one yeah. on the tackle. So, so he's still a ball hog. He's still got the high reward to his game, but he's done a great job of, of using fundamentals and technique to lower the risk element of his game. So he got high reward. He was a high reward, high risk player, but now he's just a high reward player with a minimal risk. And he's been great. I think Stefan Gilmore actually uh, he has played a huge role in the improvement of Trevon Diggs and his maturity. They got the best cornerback tandem potentially in the NFL right now. And I think when Donovan Wilson comes back, they may have the best secondary in the NFL, period. Yeah. Uh, impressive, that defense. Yeah. And now because they can cover in the back end they with those, those really talented safeties and those corners you just illustrated. Uh, now they get home, and the they quarterbacks are under due rest, to say the least. Oh, yeah, and I forgot, Deron Bland. You know, right now, Trevon Diggs is leading the uh, the NFL in pass rating allowed. Deron Bland is third. 
<laughs> he's third in passer rating allowed at 16.7, which honestly would be really good, and we'd be praising him. But Trevon Diggs has just been so damn good. So I don't know who you're going to pick on among those cornerbacks for the Cowboys. You're picking on uh, Trevon Diggs, who has the lowest passer rating allowed, picking on Deron Bland, third lowest passer rating allowed, who had five picks last year, by the way. And uh, Trevon Diggs is the best ball hawk in the league. Or you can pick on Stephon Gilmore, who's a former defensive player of the year. Pick your poison, sir, however you however you want to take it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I love about this defense now. I think the improved play in the secondary, that's the reason they lead the NFL now in sacks with 10, takeaways with 7, uh, turnover margin part of that, too because they haven't turned the ball on off. So they're plus seven, leading the NFL in turnover margin. Total defense and scoring defense. The Right now, statistically, the Cowboys are the best defense in the league. And Michael Parsons, yes, is indeed playing like the best defensive player in the league. He's the reason you're leading the NFL in pressure percentage and in contested target rate, too, getting back to those uh, those DBs we were talking about. Micah's, Micah's uh, stats real quick before we get done here. Th- just through two games. Already got three sacks. He's got six pressures, six quarterback hits, four tackles for loss, one pass deflection, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery in two games. Yeah, like that is amazing. If he keeps this up, he he's not only going to win Defensive Player of the Year, he's going to be in the conversation for MVP. Last defensive player to win it was Lawrence Taylor. And it's only been two to win it in the history of the award, and that was Lawrence Taylor, you're right, in 86, and then Alan Page of the Minnesota Vikings in 71. I'm telling y'all, if Micah keeps on this pace and they continue to have the number one defense in the league, which I think they will, um, he's going to be in the conversation for MVP. And honestly, you know what I think the Cowboys will do just to make sure he, he wins it if he's in it like that? They'll put him on offense. I, I know it sounds crazy. They'll put him on offense. They'll the put him Mike at Rable running thing. back. They'll put him at running back on goal line, something like that, and they'll let him get a couple of snaps just to make sure that he's it. Just like J- remember J.J. Watt did it too. Remember J.J. Watt was in the MVP conversation, and sure. he started putting him on offense, letting him get some some goal line. Well, as a Texans plays. fan, watching Micah yeah. does kind of – I know they're different players, but that J.J. Watt used to make impact on every play. Oh, every it was play, unbelievable. Every play – he would force a run the other way. He'd beat his man. He was havoc wreaking on every play when yep. he was in his prime. It's why it's terrible he never got to you know be with a really good team and a really good quarterback mm-hmm. and play in a Super Bowl. Uh, we see with Aaron Donald, but but it's just different with Micah because he's all over the field and they're weaponizing him to such an extent. And they can use him because they have so many other good players exactly. on that defense. Uh, I feel bad for Joshua Dobbs because – He's the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. That's not going to be pretty. Oh, yeah. You know what? You might be. Yeah. I wonder what the over-under is for how many sacks Mike is going to get in that game. Joshua Dobbs. Get but ready. I, and then Mac Jones. You're up, you're up next. Mac Jones and the Patriots over the oof. next two weeks before they play Brock Purdy in the 49ers. And, and remember I said that they may, if he's in the MVP conversation, which he will if he continues on this pace, they'll uh, put him on offense. Remember in high school, he was a running back. He, he, Michael Parsons scored 27 touchdowns in 12 games in high school. <laughs> like he was, he was, he was actually a running back. So I'm telling you, they they gonna do it. Mark my words, my black prediction. Good news for the Cowboys on offense that Tyler Smith, their second year left guard, is optimistic he'll be playing against the Arizona Cardinals. Coming back with that hamstring, we come back. We will go with the little uh, who said that Who's audio that? and decide who it is. It's fun stuff every every morning ahead of ten o'clock. It's Ian Rod B. Hook him up. Who said it? Ian Rod B. Hook him up. We play some audio that uh, the other has not heard, and we try to figure out who that was. It's who said that every morning here on Ian Rod B. And uh, 
Good stuff. This says, e, guys, it's the Giants and the Jets. Calm down, Rod, on the Cowboys' defense. Well, you know what? It's still NFL football. I'm just giving you the stats, the numbers, and the facts. I yeah. mean, you can do with them what you want. But yeah. Well, the they Jets still have done the, it. The Jets team beat Buffalo in Week One, and the Giants team turned well, around and beat Arizona. Team last year, and, and Daniel Jones, yeah, and Daniel Jones last week had a huge game. You know, 321 yards, and, <laughs> you know, ran for 50 plus, and so yeah. I mean, this is the NFL to to completely stymie a team like that is is impressive. Like it's a long season, as I just said. None of this matters till January. I mean, the Cowboys' ceiling is getting past the divisional round into the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game and beyond. So, yes, but it's fun to talk about because Micah Parsons is is, elite, is one of the greatest of all time and uh, going to be one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, the only two guys ever have been a defensive MVP. I think he's going to be in that talk. I agree with you 100%, Rod. It's going to yeah. be he and Mahomes and uh, Tyree Kill. I mean, excuse me, Tua. Uh, Tua. Tua. Those are your those are your guys. Jalen Hurts will be back in, and I think as, as the season goes along for the uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, what do you have, Rod? And who said that? Uh, all right, um, you know what? We got a couple of pieces of audio here. Uh, Ty, how about you grab the one um, of the college football player? Got this one. All right, it's one. He's probably he's one of the most recognizable college Hill. football players in the country right now. Who said that? It's football at the end of the day. Stuff like that's going to happen. So I just stay humble. I mean, hey, you did what you were supposed to do. It's football. Something bad is going to happen on the field sooner or later. We just got to get up and fight again. That's what I try to do. Get up and fight. Good thing the doctors stopped me because if there was no doctors there, I would have still been out there playing. But I'm thankful for everybody that helped me that day. Yeah, it worked on me. A speedy recovery. Is that Travis Hunter? That is Travis Hunter. That's who said that. He who was uh, letting the people know on the live stream exactly how his uh, his uh, medical diagnosis went. He's going to be out for three weeks. You see what he's wearing? What is that? Sunglasses. No, it's like a it's like a it's, it's like a giraffe pajamas. onesie. Yeah, the, no, <laughs> with yeah, a hood over it. Yeah, it is. It he's was, streaming. He's like gaming, streaming. Yeah. So, what, what's the purpose of the outfit? Just to be kids these days. Weird. Are weird. Oh, kids, yeah, kids, okay, are kids these days. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Some kind of cosplay or something. What are it's, you doing? It's weird. Yeah, it's like hey, a no. giraffe. Is it a giraffe? Like uh, animal? I think it looks costume? like a giraffe. It's it is weird. I don't know what it is. I thought he was like pajamas way, or something. I, I got. I should have taken more pictures. But earlier this year, remember in in August when we went to the Astros game? Went down to see Bill Doran Day at the Astros. Uh huh. So we got there early enough that we went and had some food over at Biggio's. Craig Biggio has a restaurant there right by the convention oh, cool. center. I didn't know that. A couple of blocks from the stadium, a block from the stadium. So we big group of us. But so the convention center that Saturday was hosting one of these Comic-Con conventions. It was unbelievable <laughs> people watching. you never seen anything like it, these people oh, walking I by. it was fully, fantastic. Like grown adults. Oh, yeah. Full costume. Full costume. A lot it of warping was, going on. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe it. Just I mean, oh, that's great. I bet it was. So what? What was the? Did it was a, Was there a theme? Like what I, I never got that far because okay. we noticed when we walked from our hotel to the restaurant, some people passed us. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on down here? <laughs> this is like the twilight zone. <laughs> Who are these people? You'll never catch me at one of those. So uh, I well, well, we were right in the middle of it because the convention center is yeah, right there at by yeah, you can't, can't avoid it. And huh? they were everywhere. Oh, that is All right, good. piece of sound. A big games in college football Man. this weekend. Uh, who is this First. college football coach? You'll hear the. Uh, the question and the answer. Lane, what did you see um, on film that led you to make the comment last night about Coach Robinson coaching their defense? Um, that was, again, I was asked the question, what it was like going against Steele's defense, so I wasn't really trying to start this big thing. Um, we saw things on TV copy just where it was different, you know, of first off of what the play looked like, the calls and stuff, and then so we looked into that further, and then, I mean, 
ain't no secret. We kind of people in these buildings know each other, so obviously got some information that way too. So you know, it's just <laughs> is what it is. Kind of like the quarterbacks, you know, you got to prepare for a different quarterback, prepare for a different play caller. So you got a game film of that. I'm not sure whatever transpired after Texas, but um, we're gonna have our hands full no matter what. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's Lane Kiffin, Joey Freshwater. Uh, and essentially, he is basically saying it that is he basically saying that now Kevin Steele was demoted. Yeah, and well, they, he, they yeah, somebody, he, he thinks somebody else is going to be calling the defensive plays now, and, right? And, and Nick Saban denied that, said that it's really about on game day play calling and who how you relay the the, the the thing. Yeah, he said he saw on film that it didn't seem like it was a Kevin Steele defense because he used to go against Kevin Steele when he was at Alabama, mm-hmm. and he felt like there might be something that. He's just playing games with Alabama, right? He's just he's just doing his Nick his, his Lane Kiffin thing, yeah. and uh, Nick Saban had to respond to it because it came it became a thing. So uh, there's Lane Kiffin, Joey I Freshwater. I think I might take Lane Kiffin because he's got a quarterback at least. He he's does. got two of them. He's, he's got more quarterbacks than Alabama has right now. Um, all right, so uh, okay, let's play the um, let's let's play the artist here. Ty, you ready for this? Hit it. Who said that? Also. Also, I want to tell you something, and I, I'm excited I get to share this with night two. I had to make it official first, but I've been looking for a long time, trying to figure out, you know, the right place for me to live where I belong, outside of Toronto. And I finally, finally, after all these years, found me a place in Houston, Texas. So y'all be seeing me around. Oh, wow. Yeah. There we go. All right, who said that? I don't know who that is. That's Drake. Drake. He's Drake, moving to Houston. Drake says, uh, along with obviously lives in Toronto, he's from there, but he's going to uh, have an official residence in Houston, Texas. H Town. He loves H Town for tax purposes, of course. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that helps. Yes, <laughs> State of Texas. State of Texas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said he's going to have a place in H Town. So there you go. Houstonians. Drake's going to be a fellow citizen. All right, who is this college football coach who might be in a bit of denial here, Rod? You'll know the voice, I'm almost certain, but who is this? The problems, clearly, you get those worked out. Mm-hmm. The major problems, can they be fixed? I don't think we have majors. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, um, I'm going to be able to give you a really good thought three weeks from now. Um, the... Let me go back now. What we what we did out there uh, Saturday was ugly. I'm not saying anything other than that, but I'm saying it's not. I don't see it as a major issue. I see it when I watched the tape. I looked. I felt a lot better than I did when I went home. Let's put it that way. I think everything that we're doing, we can improve in enough to to play and compete and give ourselves a chance to win games. So get your facts straight. Thank you, Coach. They lost 33 uh, to seven at home to South Alabama, and they don't have major problems. Yeah, I know who that is. That's Gundy. And who still claims that even after losing in embarrassing fashion to South Alabama, he is still going to rotate three different quarterbacks. He's done it every game this year. I've never heard of this in my Hold on. life. Hold on. Three different starting quarterbacks? Crazy. This is the Twilight Zone. Like, how would you Oklahoma why would you do State that? in that game at home <laughs> gained a grand total of 208 yards. <laughs> They ran for 90. They threw for 114 with three different quarterbacks. Why does he think this is working? It's not working. And and he just said, straight face, I don't I don't see major problems. <laughs> I'll be able to give you an answer in three weeks. 
We gained 200 yards and got smacked around by South Alabama, 33-7. But nothing to see here. We're good. Is he putting a George Costanza trying to get fired? I think Mike Gundy is putting a George Costanza trying to get fired. He is daring Oklahoma State to fire him, and they won't do it. How do you get fired, Oklahoma State, if you want to get fired? What do you have to do? What do you have to do, E? Lose at home. Well, he's trying. He's trying. He's, he's trying. begging to get fired. He's begging to get fired. Road, look up his buyout. That's probably what it's about. Some it's mailbox be. money. Yeah. Get out of here. Go Definitely. live on my ranch. And, wow. Uh, you know, hang with my grandkids. All right, we'll come back. There's Mike Gundy. That's some who said that. We've got one more hour to go. That's the fabulous fifth hour here on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rodney.